Welcome to the Ike Badgers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and we are excited you are here because football season is back. College football, Wisconsin Badgers, man, Camp Randall, I'm hyped. It's Penn State this weekend, and we have the season preview podcast for you today, so we're hyped. It's a great episode. I'm joined by KJ, and we can't wait to get into it. If you like the show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. All right. Back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'll be your host, and we have the season kickoff podcast here today. It's going to be a great show. I'm joined by my co-host KJ. KJ, Badger season kicking off against Penn State this weekend. How you feeling? Hey everybody, I'm feeling amazing. I've been waiting for this for a long time. You know, last year. Uh, it wasn't really the same. There was a lot of interruption. I remember we had the first game where Graham Mertz took the, the reins and went 20 for 21 with five touchdowns. It was unlike anything a Badgers fan has ever experienced in their entire lives. And then, you know, the season was kind of derailed by just external forces. And uh, I'm looking forward to having, you know, just kind of like a normal season because uh, it's really been a long time. You know, it's almost been like two years, so it's extra special. I'm, I'm feeling amazing. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. Yep, and thanks for joining, Badgers fans. Thank you for joining as well. We have an exciting team this year. The Badgers are ranked 12th. When you saw that, what was your reaction? I mean, that's outside of the top 10. Uh, that's not near the bottom half of the top 25. It's 12th is, there's potential there, KJ. KJ, when you first saw that 12th ranking, what was your initial reaction? Well, you know, I figured it's about right. Like, the Badgers didn't really earn much respect last year. No. Uh, they had a pretty disastrous season by Wisconsin standards. But there's a lot of positives to take from it. And I think, really, the reason for these rankings, 12th in the AP and 15th in the coaches poll, is because people around the country, smart people, look at Wisconsin and say they're going to have a great defense with Jim Leonard there. We return a lot of guys, talking about guys like Matt Hennison. He's been there forever. Keanu Benton, everybody knows how talented he is. Isaiah Mullins ready to take on a bigger role. Nick Herbig, he's ready to you know, improve every aspect of his game. Jack Sanborn's yeah. here to do some crazy things. Coming back for another go around. Could have gone pro. Leo Chanel, he's obviously making moves. Noah Burks had a pick six. We post on Ike Badgers. Fayon Hicks and Caesar Williams, the cornerbacks. I mean... They're a great duo. And then lastly, you have Scott Nelson and Colin Wilder as the safeties. There's a lot of hype for Colin Wilder. And Scott Nelson's a great player. If you look at his stats prorated across uh, 12 games from last season, he had a really, really, really well-rounded season. Kind of reminds you of like a Jamal Adams in the pros. Uh, but, yeah, so, so, so this defense just, is loaded on top of some of the bench players. But, Al, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, you, you just kind of kind of highlighted, you know, at the end of it, the secondary of Wisconsin. And Definitely. This is, this is one of those years where the Badgers have a very, very deep secondary. We've heard great things about even some of the, you know, the corners that will be coming in covering the three receiver or the four, Dean Ingram, Dante Burton. Yes. Um, we've heard some great things about these corners. That, and, of course, Fayon Hicks and Caesar Alex Williams. Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith, great things about him. Caesar Williams, Fayon Hicks. These guys are ranked the 13th best duo at the cornerback position in all of college football. So if you think according about to it. A list on the internet, you know. <laughs> according so, to a list on the internet. But. They're respected. If you think about it, they're respected, and they have and also some veteranship. Yeah. 
So I, yeah, I would those say, guys know they're a top ten duo. You know, I think they both have like a friendly chip on their shoulder where they're they're determined to prove that lo- that wrong. You know, they're determined to prove to everybody just how talented they are. Faye and Hicks and Caesar Williams been been uh, you know playing on the outside for a while now, so experience should be one of their biggest assets. Uh, we know they work hard in the off season. You know. Caesar's from Texas, Fan is from Florida. So these guys were born and raised in football country. All they know is football. They love the game. Uh, they're athletic. You know, there's just a lot to like about this secondary. I think it's one of the strengths. And then, real quick, the linebacking court. The Badgers yeah, let's with the linebackers. All of their linebackers from last year. We remember that season two years ago, the last real season Wisconsin had. Zach Bond, Zach Chris Bond, and Chris Orr. They were they were going crazy. Um, and, and both those guys had double-digit sacks. You know, they had high tackle counts. And then both those guys ended up going to the pros. And here we are, you know, with some turnover. Is it natural in college football? Well, now you have Nick Herbig, Jack Sanborn, Leo Chanel, Noah Burks, and even a guy I don't want anyone to sleep on is Mike Mascalunas. This guy's been yeah. around for a while. He's very experienced. He's a very smart guy. He's, he's very uh, football savvy. Um, just a good guy to have around in that locker room. And, uh, you know, he's going to be making some impact plays. That's the thing. He, he always finds a way to make a play or two. But the Badgers return their entire linebacking course. So that's just another thing that shouldn't be slept on as well. Uh, yeah, Al, thoughts on that? Thoughts on the linebacker? I'm, a, I'm really excited to watch Nick Herbig. Uh, he's, he's one of those players. I just kind of want to see Blitz the quarterback, the edge rush, the Zach Bond type linebacker that the Badgers are so famous for. Think back to tj watt you know think before yeah. even before Burke. that you know um, o'brien yeah joe schobert um, o'brien schofield uh well, real quick real quick good edge the badgers wisconsin have a ton of linebackers in the nfl if you scour the nfl rosters you'll find the badgers Tons. have a surprising amount of linebackers in the nfl and they even have a lot of defensive players well, let's go down general. the list cage well, i mean they got zach bond chris orr They've got T.J. Edwards, T.J. Watt, Leon um, Jacobs, I believe. Leon, Leon Jacobs. You got Joe Schopert, Van Ginkle, yep. Beagle. Uh, is Vince Beagle still in the league? Uh, I think he might be. You know, Chris Orr is doing some stuff. Like, we'll, you know, um, yeah. But you know, that's a, just a, <laughs> you could field like two insane linebacking cores with those players at least. Yeah, in the you NFL, can field a couple teams, and um, <laughs> and so don't sleep on guys like Herbig, Sandboard, Chanel, Burks, um, um, because there's a lot of talent. There's they're good at covering. That was one of the things that Jack Sanborn has been praised over and over again about is his ability to cover as an inside linebacker, and so I think you know these linebackers will kind of control the defense. If they can get pressure, if they can uh, cover, that's really going to make this defense, well, you know, A, a tough question is, is it's like, what's the, the weakness of this defense? What do you think if you had to pick something? I think the weakness is pass rush. Like, can they generate yeah. consistent pass rush? Uh, because a lot of these names haven't produced the consistent sacks. You're, you lost Loudermilk, you know. He was... Yeah. Yeah, he, he was a, a big, good player. Fourth round pick to, to Pittsburgh. He's you know he may or may not be on the upcoming season. So yeah, um, but uh, you know you lost Loudermilk, and so I think, and if the Badgers can't get pressure on the other team's quarterback, then it's going to be tough for guys like Hicks, you know Nelson, Williams, Wilder to kind of like hold on for so long. If they get the pass rush, these guys are going to start using their ball skills, things they've been working on. And so I, I really believe that's really 
the key X factor here about the defense. What about you? What, what's one thing that well, you're kind of... Yeah, I was going to agree. I was actually going to say that. I think just, like, help for Keanu, uh, Keanu Benton on the line. You know, Bryson Williams has been there for a while. Uh, you know, Matt Henningsen's been there for a while. Those guys are going to figure to make some plays. Keanu's going to really absolutely be the focus on, on the defensive line. Where will the pass rush come from? It's going to have to come from an unknown source. Will it come from Isaiah Mullins, number 99, 297-pound junior? You know, will Keanu Benton yeah. break out and get, like, 12 sacks? That would be crazy. Well, he is Nick 317. Seven Listen sacks. to that, 317, Badgers fans. 6'4", 317, <laughs> Keanu Benton. Yeah, you know, like Jack Sanborn can get, you know, he's on some watch lists himself. Maybe Mascalunas to some is a pass rush. You know, it, it could really come from anywhere, but it's got to come from somewhere. That's the thing. There's not really like a bona fide J.J. Watt, O'Brien Schofield, Zach Bond, you know, pass rusher on the team that we see here yet, right? That one could develop in, our, in front of our very eyes. Uh, but the but defense yeah. in general, strong. I, I feel very strong. good about the defense, and here's here's why. Never forget, Jim Leonard is the one calling the plays. This man yep. is the magic man. You know, like he's going to turn someone into a star this year. The Badgers always have defensive stars, and uh, I really believe that this year will be no different. They're going to have a couple of guys that really break out. Like it's kind of unknown because last season was such a crapshoot. You know this defense in, yeah. in similar ways. Taking you don't really know who the star off, of the defense you know, is. Yeah, some weeks you play, some weeks you don't play. It's hard to get in a rhythm. But on the, the offensive side, yeah, Gage, offense. The stars are known. Let's talk about the offensive ball. You got quarterback Graham Mertz. He's looking like he's ready to make a comeback. How do you feel he's going to play this year? Well, it's I'm excited for Graham Mertz because. You know, as as we talked to a lot of players in the Badgers and Friends series, we asked them about Graham Mertz, and they say he's focused. You know, he's ready to go. He's a leader. And that's probably the most amazing things that you could possibly hope to hear, right? Like studying the playbook. the de facto leader of the team. And, you know, Graham Mertz showed us just how talented he is. He showed us that 20 of 21, five touchdowns right out the gate. He looked like a, you know, like a Heisman caliber quarterback. <laughs> he's like the he next like Russell Wilson. He, he looked like an amazing quarterback. Enough said. And and he also had some uh, inconsistencies. But but as we also talked about in Badgers and Friends, you could call that growing pains, right? So he's listed as a sophomore this year. I mean, the guy's got an NFL frame. You've seen what he can do in the season opener last year. That was exciting. Uh, he He's really where the Badgers are going to go this year. Graham Rice is going to lead us wherever we need he's to go. He's got his favorite weapon, Jake Ferguson. Because if you think about two years ago, right, with uh, Jack Cohn, the last time the Badgers were really in a normal season, you know, we had a really good year that year. We ended up losing Fighting for the Big Ten Championship. Yep. But, but it was like Chris Orr, Zach Bond, you know, a lot of other talented players, Quintus Cephas, a lot of the guys on that, like Caesar JT. was on that team. JT, exactly. And then Jack Cohn, you know, he led the Badgers to a great regular season. We got to the uh, – um, you know, the Big Ten championship. championship versus Ohio State where Keanu Benton had a sack over Justin Fields. And it's just like, you know, we Jack Cohn couldn't win that game for us. You know what I'm saying? And it's like no matter how talented the peripheral talent was on that team, like Zach, the, like the linebackers getting double-digit you sacks, need, you needed a Keanu getting a great game. Yeah, like JT doing his thing, Jake Ferguson being a beast. You need 
you know, maybe you the, like you who's got the better quarterback? You were yeah. Ohio State, right? Like Justin Fields is not going <laughs> to just lose to Jack Cohen. And I, I think that's like one of those elements that Graham Mertz brings is you bring that confidence that you can be any team behind yeah. him. He's a leader, and he's also very talented as a pass thrower. He's not someone who's going to run, uh, run around you, you know, put up hundred yard rushing games. He's going to be slinging it in the air, and that I think puts the fear of God into opposing teams. <laughs> I, I really hope he can uh, get off to a good start. He's got his favorite tight end, Jake Ferguson. Let's spend a little time on Ferguson Cage. See, yeah. decided to come back six five two forty four. You got to figure he's probably going to be the Badgers' leading, uh, have the most yards and touchdowns this year receiving. What do you think? I, I would. He'd be my bet. You know, Jake Ferguson. I, I threw it off like Badgers a couple days ago. He is an NFL player in the college ranks. He is going to the league after this year. You know, I expect him to have a great year. You know, he's been working hard. Um, you know, he's a very talented individual. He's got an NFL frame once again. He's very fundamentally sound. He's very versatile. Like, this is one of those guys who's... You might even compare him to, like, a poor man's TJ Hawkinson. You know, I, maybe maybe that's, like... I don't mean any disrespect. Like, maybe he's, like, a, a, a good comp is TJ Hawkinson from Iowa a few years ago. But he is kind of, like, well-rounded like that. He's a good blocker. He's... He's good at everything. He doesn't have amazing top end speed, but like, you know, it's the only thing he really doesn't have. He brings you everything else. I'm excited to see his connection with Graham Mertz. Uh, he does have a couple receivers back. You know, Chamir DK, Kendrick Pryor, Danny Davis. I'm excited about those guys. But Al, uh, what do you foresee in Ferguson? I think you know this time well, next year he's going to be suiting up for the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the NFL talent and Ferguson. Uh, Scott Nelson was talking about the battles in practice he would go against with Jake Ferguson. And it was almost, you know, who's the tougher cover, Jake Ferguson or Quintez Cephas? And he he did say Quintez, but uh, maybe just because he had played against Ferguson more often and knew more of his moves. But Ferguson is up there in that conversation as a tough matchup uh, to go along with the things he does well, like blocking. So I think he's one of those classic vintage uh, Big Ten tight ends that has really a lot of pro style in his game um, and makes any quarterback feel much more comfortable. I mean, if you have a, an elite tight end for Graham Mertz, you know, this is the time to use him. This is the time to really, like, uh, if you don't have someone deep, drop it off to Ferguson, feed Ferguson, kind of like Gronk a little bit. He's going to be able to run guys over. He's going to be able to really separate. And um, I think that'll help out Kendrick Pryor and then Danny Davis on the outside because I don't see those guys as definitive number ones. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of my issue with the Badgers receiving core is who is the Badgers' number one receiver? Let us know what you think. Um, I, I, I think know. it might be Chamir. I think it might be Chamir. I think he might emerge. And and honestly, it could be any of these guys. Kendrick Pryor is a dynamic playmaker. We've seen him take end arounds and do crazy things. Danny Davis, we've seen him make game-winning catches. Chamir DK kind of flashes that special, though. You know, he's 6'1". Walks to north. Walks to north. Could be any of those guys. You know, the other guys are seniors. Kendrick and Danny, they're seniors. Chamir's a sophomore. I think uh, it's going to be spread around between those four, between Ferguson and those four guys. I think Gamerates definitely has options. The running backs, we have a Clemson transfer. Here's the thing, yeah. Lucy. Slotted as the number one RB against Jalen Berger is coming in as well. Redshirt freshman. It's a dual-headed monster for the Badgers. So 
Yeah, I mean, I'm like, excited to see Malusi. How, how, how about you, Cage? You know, exactly. Malusi comes from the ACC. You know, if you go back and look at his stats, he never had a ton of carries, but he does flash big playability. We threw something off like Badgers where, um, you know, he definitely takes it to the house and shows breakaway speed, home run hitting ability. But he didn't really ever have many carries. Like, I don't think he's ever broken 100 yards in his career. And he's kind of like got a similar background to Jalen Berger. Maybe Berger, you could even say, is a little more consistent. But there's no doubt that both these guys are talented, and they're both running behind an amazing, amazing offensive line. Yes. You know, get to the big Logan boys. Bruss. Logan Bruss is going to the league next year. <laughs> <laughs> Jack you Nelson, on it. The most, one of the most slept on, uh, I think, like guys who redshirted all, all year last year. Yeah, he was freshman. And um, don't sleep on him. You know, Josh Seltzer, shout out to Seltzer. He's been there forever, just learning and getting better every year. He's he's a rock. He's so an absolute rock Beach. in that line. Yeah, hit him each on the left side. Ooh. You got Joe Timmon. Looks like he's going to start the year as the center. And, you know, a couple guys in, in that are going to be in the rotation. I just want to shout out Logan Brown. You know, he's a super talented guy, a very, very, very high recruit. But he's just, you know, very good mindset that I think he's going to be, when the time comes, another very talented Badgers lineman. But, yeah. Those guys are going to give the, the Wisconsin Badgers running backs very, very, very uh, good chances, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see how how they play. It's a well-rounded roster. I'm a believer that this year, uh, like many Badger years of late, we've been very fortunate, is another year the Badgers can make that run towards the Final Four. Nothing's stopping them, but it starts with getting this first win against Penn State. Which Penn State KJ has beat the Badgers four straight times. Why do you cool. think it is that Penn State has had Wisconsin's number lately? You know, every Penn State loss that I can reflect on in recent memory, the last time Badgers have beaten Penn State, just for uh, the listeners' reference, was 2011 during the Paterno scandal. So, like, it's been a while since we've knocked this program off. We got to be careful of this trap game. Major trap game. It really, really, really helps that we're at home. One, we don't play them often because they're on the other side of the division. But really, when I think back to those games, it's like Penn State had just – they just made these insane plays. Like, I don't want to say they, they come had more back. heart. They're comeback I, I kids. Did, yeah, yeah, I did not want to say they had more heart, but they literally, like, won it with a lot of heart, you know, because, like, we also displayed heart. We just couldn't get it done, unfortunately. Um, and, yeah, you know, it was – you just really hope that doesn't happen. I hope we overwhelm them with sheer talent. I think we do have much more talent this year. Yeah, I think uh, something to note is they, you know, their starting quarterback, this will be his third season kind of under the reins, so he's got a little bit of experience. Um, and he's kind of what's going to make or break this offense. Like, think your classic Penn State teams, McSorley. They kind of have these quarterbacks that uh, – they're slingers. They're going to sling it and try and put up points. And so it's going to be some pressure on uh, the Badgers and a really good secondary to kind of like, I feel like, keep them under 20 points. If the Badgers can keep Penn State under 20 points, I, I trust Graham Mertz and the offense to put over 20 points up I and then the Badgers can walk away victors. What do you think about that, that? That's fair. That's absolutely fair. That's like a touchdown and a field goal per half. You know, I think that's, that's darn good defense because Penn State's a good team. You know, here's a question. Do you see Graham Mertz as a Heisman contender? I uh, ooh, I think it depends on 
the Jalen Berger uh, and the running backs for Wisconsin and how how dominant they they are because if they come out and are starting like a two head monster, um, I don't see him going to be considered because I don't think his stats will be there. I think uh, I don't think really the respect will be there either. Um, but if if say they're kind of neither of the two running backs or the Badgers are really having over a hundred yard games consistently, and Graham Mertz is having to shoulder a lot more of the offense. Uh, then I see it. I see it. If the Badgers go on this run, because Mertz has the star factor, um, I think it's a little early. He's a sophomore, so my my bet is I would not focus on it this year. I think yeah. you just want to see consistency and improvement from him. Uh, Graham really was uh, had an up and down year, and so I think uh, you know he's looking to just come out and probably start off with a big win himself. What about you? Do you think he could be a Heisman? Candidate? You know, I well, he's obviously showed us he has that ceiling in him when he. Had went twenty of twenty one with five TDs last you know uh, opener a year ago at this time. That was against Illinois. Like we have to keep it in yeah. perspective. Good, yeah, for sure. But but college like, football is about the the big games. He hit some beautiful throws, you know. So it's kind of like he showed us he has that within him. I think it's unfair to say you expect him to be a Heisman contender this year. I think he has that talent within him, but really, like you said, it's a it's a really a reflection of consistency. You know, maybe playing every week will be a good thing for the entire team. And I, another thing about what you said is I think the, the, the running backs play is going to be a reflection of Graham Mertz, how well he throws and not like vice versa. I think, you know, if Graham Mertz hand has hand. to, yeah. yeah, if Graham Mertz has to like, you know, sub- carry the offense kind of like you suggest, like, like, he'll, he'll put up stats, but yeah. he's going to like, eventually the team's going to lose probably. And that's going to derail a Heisman case. So I think, you know, you need a balanced offense, which the Badgers have talent at every position. We just went over it, which is exciting. Graham Mertz has got another year of, you know, preparation and work and just learning under his belt. I think he's got uh, incredible leadership capabilities based on everything we've heard. And, uh, you know, big thing that you don't want to overlook, Badger fans, is that Paul Chris is actually resuming play call duties this year. So I'm excited uh, for that. You know, there was a time when Coach Rudolph had him last year and things weren't going going so well. Well, it looks like Paul Chris is back. So I know a lot of people are happy about that. I'm really happy as well because Paul Chris, you just think back to Russell Wilson, like him calling these great plays, and then he went to Pitt, and then he came back to Wisconsin. Uh, but but really, he he's meant to call you know, offensive game plans, because that's his strength, just like Jim Leonard's strength is defense. Yeah. So I've got one point on Penn State, uh, just because I think uh, the audience should know. You know, they have a pretty talented secondary themselves, the Nittany Lions. They've got Mm -hmm. cornerback Tariq Castro-Fields, who is uh, all Big Ten the last two years. Um, So he's got over 106 tackles, 19 pass breakups, three interceptions in his career. They also have senior safety Jaquan Brisker, who is preseason second team All American from the AP? So uh, they've got a couple guys in their secondary who um, are highly coveted. So you know, like hopefully the ru- the run game can get going for Wisconsin. KJ, how much do you expect the Badgers to, I guess you know, run with these kind of you know Jalen Berger's a young running back, and then you have the transfer from Clemson. How much do you think the the Badgers are going to stick by their tradition? Yeah, no, I think they will. You know, I think we're going to see more running, even though you'd say we have the most talented quarterback we may have ever had, quite potentially. 
Uh, but I do think we're going to at least start the game and start the year with what the Badgers' tradition is and like what we do best because we do have a great offensive line and we do have talented running backs. So, you know, I expect a lot of running and then I expect play action. I expect Graham Mertz to kind of pull it back in and then hit yep. a guy deep, hit Ferguson deep, hit Shamir DK deep, hit Danny Davis deep, hit Kendrick Pryor deep. And maybe it's a bomb, maybe it's a touchdown, and Cam Randall goes wild. How great would that be, Badger fans? Just yeah, give no, us a win. Yeah. I, I expect a lot. I expect a lot of running. I, I think in terms of carry amount, man, that'll be interesting. I'm interested to see how they split the carries between Chez and Jalen because Jalen's a talented back. You know, you would expect he would have been the lead guy if Chez didn't uh, – transfer in i do think jalen will get more carries i'm just gonna make that that's gonna be interesting yeah we'll see what happens with that i can see a 22 like 22 17 you know like uh combined 40 touches between the guys um maybe 35 30 combined at the low end i really see the badgers running heavy uh maybe mertz has 20 some passes at the 25 at a high end but if he's passing more than 25 30 times i think the badgers are going to be in trouble i yeah. think they have to get the ground game going they have to beat penn state at the line of scrimmage and uh i think they're capable you know the offensive line is good and it's not uh overrated you know and i don't i don't mean that saying other pass lines have been overrated but sometimes there's too much hype there's too much hype and the badgers come out uh with these expectations of being a top four top Five team, and right now I'm feeling very comfortable with these 12 to 15 rankings. Kind of, uh, let's see what happens on the field. KJ, do you have a prediction for how the Badgers are going to shake out in the Big Ten? Yeah. So if you look at the Big Ten Badgers fans, there's really a pro team that's Ohio State, and then there's everybody else. So I would say Wisconsin is is the leaders of the challengers to the pro team. You know, I think we're one of those programs that does it the right way and is a great developer of talent you know we don't get always the highest recruits although we've done much better in recent years but the Badgers have never been really one up by anyone when it comes to developing talent I mean you look in the NFL you see guys like Russell Wilson being top five quarterbacks you see guys like Jonathan Taylor doing work you see guys like Alec Ingold being a captain of the Raiders. Shout out to Alec Shout Ingold. To Alec. Congratulations on that. Let's go. Uh, you see offensive linemen up and down the board. You see J.J. Watt defensive linemen up and down the board. Ryan Ramchick got a massive contract. Didn't Ryan Ramchick is the highest paid like <laughs> tackle in football. Um, you know, you see uh, these linebackers like T.J. Watt, Joe Schobert getting these massive. J.J. T.J.'s probably going, going to Arizona now. J.J. Watt. And then lately, it's been the secondary. You know, guys like Nick Nelson go in the NFL. Guys like Rashad uh, um, Wild Goose go in the NFL. You know, like talented players who are definitely going to find, find their way. And uh, th- there's just a lot of talent all around in, in Wisconsin. And we don't always get the highest recruits. So we develop the talent at literally every position, which I think is a great reason for recruits to come here. I think great other contenders in the Big Ten, you cannot sleep on Indiana. They seem like they want it. Which is scary because when a Seems team wants it, like you they've had a cultural change too. Exactly, they believe in themselves. It's like they seriously believe that they can challenge Ohio State, and that means they got to get through Wisconsin. So we got to take them very seriously. Penn State is a very talented program led by James Franklin, the former could Vanderbilt be a top coach. ten team, easy. You know, he was a great recruiter. You know, he does well with recruiting. Maryland, Michigan, you know, great talent, but I just have a hard time believing in them. I would avoid them as a trap game. Iowa 
and Northwestern. Those are other games you got to really watch yourself. Minnesota, do not sleep on them. Oh. They played well against Ohio State. I'm not worried about Nebraska, not worried about Purdue, not worried about Illinois, not worried about Michigan State, not worried about Rutgers. Yeah, you know, I think it's really going to be Ohio State versus Wisconsin in the, uh, you know, and, uh, Big Ten championship game. And actually, Badgers fans, Wisconsin has a really easy schedule this year because we don't play Ohio State in the regular season. There is a chance we could end up 12-0. and 0. It just depends on if we beat Penn State, Notre Dame, and all of the remaining games. Well, Al, you, do you think we're going to be 12 and 0? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I think I think the Badgers when I look at their schedule, I see I do see seven games that are going to be tight, you know, like I think it's going to be like there's going to be seven contested games in which two of them I think kind of stand out as you know, early season losses. Like if the Badgers could lose or if the Badgers lose to Penn State or Notre Dame and come out one and one, I think you're like, okay, if the Badgers win both of those, Penn State and Notre Dame, you're extremely hyped for the season, knowing that you don't play Ohio State in regular season Big Ten play. And if the Badgers drop both of those, then I think you have to be even more concerned about uh, some of these teams like Illinois, Iowa, Any team. Northwestern. If you're, yeah, if you're yeah. one and two after three games, you're going to win the thing. You know, yeah. Yeah, Michigan coming up, like they could smack you in the mouth if you aren't ready. Yeah. But so I, I think these two games are the ones I've got my eyes on, Cage. Is there one? You uh, know, I was just thinking about the psychological factor for the playoff, right? Let's say the Badgers go 12 and 0. Let's say they win every single game and then they go and they lose to Ohio State in the playoff or in the uh, Big Ten Championship. They won't make the playoff, in my opinion. I think they just like get snub, snubbed out of the top five. Yep. But if they lose to a Notre Dame, say you know they end up eleven and one, get ranked like seventh or eighth or ninth, and then Not go in and Ohio beat State. Ohio State, I think they do get in the playoff. So either way, I think. You're going to have to beat Ohio State to get in the playoff. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> it so really like, comes I, down I to beating Ohio you're State. You're right. We yeah. do almost have, like, one loss factored in there if it's to a ranked team. Like, if the batters – because it's so early in the season, you know, like, that's always an advantage. Going actually kind of deeper in the analysis right here for a sec, that's always an advantage if you uh, follow college football is losing early. Early, yeah. Because you get to work your way back up the poles. And if you look at the Badgers' schedule – I'm just going to run down for it real quick – 19 Penn State at home. That should be a win. Eastern Michigan at home. That should be a win. Notre Dame neutral field. I'm going to call it. That should be a win. I think Notre Dame's overrated. Michigan at home. That should be a win. Illinois on the road. That should be a Trap win. Trap game. Army. <laughs> that should be a win. But, yes, I, I hear you. Don't overlook them. Army on the, at home. Should be a win. Purdue on the road. Avoid the trap there. Iowa at home. 18 Iowa at home. That should be a win. Rutgers on the road should be a win. Versus Northwestern at home, that's a trap game. Versus a lot of Nebraska, good games at home for the Badgers home, fans. That's wow. a win at Minnesota to wrap up the season on the road. That's a trap game. If you look at the toughest three opponents in the schedule, Notre Dame, Penn State, and Iowa, we don't even play Indiana Badgers fans. All three of those are at home or at a neutral field. So it's like the Badgers, wow. are, they avoid Ohio State. And Northwestern State. at home. They avoid Ohio State. 
And they play at the 19th ranked team, the 9th ranked team, and then the 18th ranked team. But they're all in, like, favorable environments. So it's like, we should go 12-0, and in my opinion. We could go 11-1. and We'd have to beat Ohio State in the uh, Big Ten Championship. I think they would, that would be enough to get Wisconsin the playoff. They, the Big Ten is a consensus, you know, second-best conference. They're going to give them uh, one seat, one at least. And that's why there's become this alliance between the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten. Like, beyond the, eight, the SEC, pretty much the consensus, second-best conference. Like, a lot of people would argue the ACC, but I would, I would yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to. Big Ten, come we, on. We could have NFL that fight. Talent. Yeah, we could do that another day. Um, Absolutely. But really, uh, the Big Ten is used to getting their, their champion in the playoff. And usually it's Ohio State, so the committee doesn't have to think too hard. But that's something that would break the bracket, break the selection committee, if you really thought about it, is uh, if Wisconsin beat Ohio State. Alex, what do you think about the schedule? What's your record prediction? My record prediction? My record prediction is... Uh, regular season. Regular season? I see 10-2. and two. And, and I think, And I think... Uh, Excuse my language. I think the high side, you know, is that perfect season like you say kid you kind of broke it down there's a lot of winning uh a lot of reasons the badgers are favorites in almost every matchup they have but that's just at the start of the season right um so i I don't know like how how consistent having a sophomore quarterback is i really don't think you know in a perfect world graham mertz has his heisman year sophomore year uh like Jameis or you know um johnny manzel but I think more realistic, you might have a couple games where maybe Iowa comes out, smacks, smacks them. You know, there it's a host, it's a hostile team, it's a tough team. A lot of these uh, teams in the Big Ten, what makes the conference so good is there is a small margin of victory. Alec Ingle talked about it. There's very mm-hmm. like few amount of plays that decide these games, and so I think, think about the Patriots. Um, yeah, you just kind of look at how how these games shake out. Some of these might be one-play games, two-play games, um, and the Badgers have a lot of those. They're all winnable, but I, I do see them having a couple uh, of just kind of like growing pains with having a sophomore quarterback. Uh, with that said, though, I think high side is this team could creep up and make a run at getting that like fourth uh spot in in the college football playoff what about you KJ see I think the Badgers have every their best chance ever of making the playoff and here's why really on the big picture things we have play or excuse me Paul Chris calling the offense and Jim Leonard calling the defense that's huge we have good coaches in that regard we have a lot of returning starters the only position we are not really strong at is is I would say like you know, proven running backs, but Chez and Jalen are very talented. One of them could step up. It could be an unknown guy. You know, we've heard good things about Garendo. Uh, so we'll see what he does as well. And, uh, you know, we have the quarterback. So you have the coaching, right? That's a huge thing, the offense and the defense. Well, then what, what about your quarterback? We have our quarterback. Do you have any tar- weapons for that quarterback? Yes, we do. Do you have an offensive line to protect the quarterback? Yes, we do. Do you have a defense to support the quarterback? Yes, we do. It's a complete roster. And do you have experience? Yes, we do. So, so like you said, Alex, you know, it is a complete roster. This is our best chance ever. Let's do it. Like Russell Wilson says, why not us? Uh, do you have any final thoughts for a wrap-up? Final thoughts? For Penn State? Prediction for Penn State, I do believe the Badgers uh, hold them to less than 20 points. I think it's a 
for 17 Badgers win. It's going to be low scoring, not the offense you'd expect week one, but I do expect, uh, you know, celebration in Madison. How about you, KJ? Celebration in Madison. I think there will be celebration in Madison. We got a striped out stadium. Looking forward to just getting back to football season. Let's go. College football football season. You know, Badger fans, just take a moment and, and give yourself a pat on the back. You made it. You know, you made it through the dog days of summer. Football's back. We got college football starting right now. And the NFL is coming shortly thereafter, and, and it's exciting. Badgers are great. They're a great team, and we have a very, very, very favorable uh, road this year. You know, we could yeah. really end up doing some amazing things. I think we have every opportunity to make it to the college football playoff. I think we're going to have a crash course with Ohio State like we normally do. Uh, but really, we have the quarterback, we have the coaching, and we have the defense and the playmakers. So I, I'm really excited about it. Um, I just want to say, if you haven't already, Badger fans, make sure to check out Badgers and Friends this season two. Uh, we just kicked off with Alec Ingold. He was just na- na- recently named the captain of the Las Oakland. Vegas Raiders as oh. a fullback. So that's crazy. Not only did he make the team, you know, it's tough sledding as a fullback in the NFL, but he was named a captain, and he's a he's kid a leader. from Green Bay who basically started off as a dual-threat quarterback. He was going to go to Northern Illinois, switched up at the last minute to a fullback in his position. So picture, like, you're an you're a 18-year-old kid, you're a star back and you're the Gatorade player of the year. And then you, you have to give up being the quarterback. Like quarterback is a fun position. You know, like the whole lifestyle of being a quarterback. Like you're, <laughs> it's like the best the position guy in sports. Ever, well, yeah, you know? one of the, like, yeah. Quarterback is the, just, just a cool guy. And then you turn into a fullback. And then you end up making the pros. I mean, how cool is that? It's an unbelievable story. And he's becoming some, a captain of your team. He's doing some really cool stuff off the field, too, Badgers fans. You, you're definitely going to want to check out Badgers and Friends Season 2, Episode 1 with Alec Ingold. Just search Ike Badgers wherever you want. Uh, it should be really easy to find. But, yeah, check that out. Shout out to Alec Ingold. Shout out to all of you for listening. Just want to thank yep. everyone. Uh, we're really excited for the upcoming season, and we look forward to you know going on this journey with you. It's going to be a fun one. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of winning involved. Al, thanks for thanks for having me on. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Cage, thanks for joining Badgers fans. If you enjoy this show, highly encourage you check out some of our other content. We got Ike Packers. The Packers season's coming around. That's going to be amazing. Ike Brewers. I mean, the Brewers they're having one of their best seasons ever. The pitching is arguably the best they've ever had. Just had Brian Anderson on the Ike Brewers podcast. That's a great episode. Um, can definitely find some good content there. And Ike Bucks. Ike Bucks. The Bucks are just, you know, they're NBA champions. It's good off vibes over vibe. there. It's off season, uh, but the vibes are amazing. And you know, thank you for listening. As KJ said, we're in ninety countries, and it's really just so cool when you meet someone. Uh, who actually listen to the podcast in another country. So that happens. And, uh, keep or even listening. just in the same city. Could yeah. be anyone. Could be anyone. Uh, keep having that conversation. And please tell a friend about the show. It's the number one way you can help us grow. KJ, thanks for coming on the pod. Let's get that victory. And as always, Badgers fans, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin, we out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend. That's the number one way you can help us grow. Also, you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe wherever you are listening so that you never miss out on what's coming next. I'm Wisconsin. Go Big Red. We're out.